Welcome to The Clinical Entrepreneur, a business podcast that's dedicated to healthcare practitioners just like you who are hustling every day to build a business and a life you're proud of. Join me, Rhonda Nelson, as I share my own experiences and extract actionable advice from industry experts about what it takes to build and scale a profitable wellness practice. Well, hello, friends. Welcome back. I am excited about this topic this week, and I'm actually excited about every topic every week because I really do love coming to you on the Clinical Entrepreneur Podcast to help you, the wellness practitioner, learn how to grow a super successful practice and business, because after all, we are business owners, right? So to help you get clinically really robust skills, good, strong muscles clinically, and also help you to develop those business skills that you need to get your message out to the world. Cause we got to get good. We have to be good business owners and in order to, I should say, but, and to, in order to provide those good clinical services. So they kind of go hand in hand. So that's why we have this, the clinical entrepreneur. So uh, now moving on today, today, I want to talk about building or creating your own concierge practice. So this podcast is going to have a ton of info. So maybe one that you're going to want to listen to more than once, because I'm going to like give it all up to you. So we're going to talk about how to really leverage and build a kind of a concierge or some type of a, a combination model where you're offering more than just your own clinical service, where you're really creating um, a place where your patients and the community can come to look at their health, their wellness, and um, how they're going to take care of their bodies in a completely different way. So first, let's get a little bit of perspective here. So whether we like it or not, we are, our businesses are in healthcare. Now you may be a holistic practitioner. You may call yourself a wellness practitioner, alternative practitioner, functional medicine practitioner, whatever the name is. We're all in that same boat. And this is what we do is we provide wellness, alternative, complementary options for our patients using a variety of different modalities. So many of my listeners are chiropractors. I've got acupuncturists. I have MDs and DOs and pharmacists and dentists and NPs and PA, all kinds of different disciplines, but everybody's in the same business. And that is healthcare, but we're just providing a little bit of a different type of healthcare as compared to the traditional model. So the, that's the business that we're in. So the business is the vehicle that allows us to provide the service. Okay. So the business is the vehicle that allows us to provide the service. So our business provides those targeted wellness care options that help our patients avoid, hopefully avoid illness and prolonged injury, hospital stays, prescription drugs, et cetera. Like that's really what we're trying to do. The problem is there's always a villain and the villain is that conventional model, that dang conventional insurance-based model that gets us into trouble every time. Because the standard medical option via insurance includes deductibles, and many times they're high dollar deductibles simply because patients can't afford, their families can't afford to pay those higher premiums without offsetting that by elevating and raising the deductible. So, you know, the, they go in, they get care, but the flip side is they've got these super high deductibles, we've got co-pays, then there's in-network and out-of-network, and You've got practitioners that are leaving the healthcare industry, like MDs and DOs and RNs, and they're leaving by the droves because 
they don't want this model anymore. It doesn't compensate well. The people that win are the pharmaceutical companies and the insurance companies. Those are the winners. The losers are the care providers. And ultimately the biggest losers in the whole scheme are the patients, which is who this whole model is supposed to serve, but it's completely upside down and backwards. So now we have uh, a conventional care model that largely does not work. The patients are the ones that, and you and I would be considered in this as well, because if you have your own insurance policy, you know how this is, right? Every year it changes. And then you can't go back to the same doctor that you had before. You have to have a new one. So that new person doesn't know anything about you. And you may never have to go in for two or three years and change two or three times. And you're paying for insurance and you don't even need it. And the patients are up against that same battle. They don't want to have to be dependent on the Western conventional care. They want to use it for surgery and emergencies and broken arms and that kind of thing. And there are ways to leverage that so that you can then have those high dollar deductible major medical coverage only, but they're not getting coverage for all the little things. And that's what ends up eating up the bank account, right? So they pay uh, a gross monthly premium based usually on a high deductible, they get whatever services they need in network prescriptions, et cetera. But when you factor in that amortize, if we amortize out that annual deductible, let's just say for ease that it's, you know, $6,000 deductible, more common would be 5,000 or 10,000, let's say 5,000 that equates roughly around $420 a month that they would be paying 420 a month to meet the deductible. That doesn't count co-pays. That doesn't count, you know, any other out-of-pocket or non-covered expenses, prescriptions, et cetera. So all of that money goes towards a disease care model, not a wellness model that's improving their health. So it just doesn't work when you've got patients that really are looking at optimizing our health, their health. And we are looking at doing the same thing. We want to do the same thing. So a lot of MDs and practitioners are leaving this insurance model. They're not operating their own standalone practices and they're joining groups or they're just going to work for the hospitals as specialists or hospitalists, uh, just a job with benefits and they pays their malpractice and the hospital wins, the insurance companies win, the pharmaceutical companies win. And again, the patients and the medical doctors and the providers themselves are the losers. So there really is nothing really great about this system. And so when you present the patient with their, you know, fee for service, when they come and work with you, a lot of times they're like, what? but it's because they don't factor in. They may have a little bit of a sticker shock when it comes to working with you on their overall health, but you know how it is. Like you're going to pay for it now. You're going to pay for it later. You can either have great health now, or you can ignore it. And then you're going to pay for it later with increased medication, hospital stays, loss of productivity, joint pain, gut health, this issues on and on. So when you can recontextualize this or reframe this for the patient by helping them understand, you know, okay, what is your annual deductible? Here's what that looks like every month. What if you took that amount of money that you may spend on a deductible in over the course of a year, and you actually took those dollars and you put them towards your health care, like optimizing your health. You already have that. You already know you have a $10,000 deductible. $10,000 is almost $850 a month they would have to pay in order to meet that deductible for the year. So it only makes sense that they would want to, the patients that you and I would see, right? That they would want to spend those dollars and use them in more of a concierge or a wellness type practice. So what could that look like? 
So this is kind of where we're going to get into the meat of this. So if you are where you can take notes, if you're not dry, if you're driving, please do not take notes. If you're operating heavy machinery, do not take notes, just get to where you're safe or grab a notebook, hit the pause button, come back, grab a notebook and listen up. So here's what I want to talk to you about. I want to give you some ideas or thoughts about how you can create or build a concierge practice. Now, listen, it can look any, it can be however you want it. It doesn't have to look a certain way. It doesn't have to be like the person down the street. You can have it however you want, but here are some ideas I would like you to consider. One of the things that I have seen done very, very well in concierge type practice, that's a little bit of a value add, but it's a huge benefit for the patient. And that is some dietary guidance in the form of like recipes and meal plans and grocery, like shopping lists for them. They, they're not sure what to eat. They don't know how to regulate, how to manage that, what to do with all of that. So creating a library of that kind of information that they can go to rely on, or you just curate the recipes, create the re- the menu, create the, you know, guidelines, how you want them to eat. They love that stuff. But remember, then we're talking about this in the context of a concierge type practice. So this is one of the benefits that they get as being part of that the concierge service. You also could provide another one I love is a listing or a directory of sorts of products or sources, national or local for quality foods, quality meats, quality poultry, um, eggs, dairy, et cetera. So you can kind of curate that. One of the places I love to look is Weston A. Price. They have a great resource. It's called the Shopping Guide, and they publish it every year. And it's got kind of good, better, and best categories. And they're for a lot of national brands in there. So I like to use that as a resource. So as part of your concierge practice, dietary menu, you know, guidance for what they need to be eating. And then these resources also another one that's great to add in is just allow them to have the services of a health coach. Now you can find a health coach. There's so many uh, organizations that certify these health coaches. You can find one interview one, see how it fits should fit hand in glove. That's what you really want to look for is someone who really, um, gets your philosophy, who understands where you're coming from clinically, what your perspective is on wellness, the types of supplements that you use, find that health coach that can partner with you so that you're doing you as the practitioner are doing maybe that higher level stuff. And the health coach is coming along once a month and working with them or once a quarter or however you want to build that into that concierge practice. So, as a practitioner, you may be, you know, an MD or DO or pharmacist or a dentist or acupuncture, chiropractor, whatever your specialty is, you certainly would want to include your services in your concierge practice. Of course, some practitioners like to include lab testing. So maybe, and maybe if you have an annual type membership into your concierge service where they pay once and it's good for the year, some people pay monthly. I actually really like the annual model because they pay once and then they have you for the year. It saves your office time, billing, you know, uh, bounce payments, expiration dates that go bad, credit cards that don't go through. It saves so much administrative hassle if you can do that once a year. So 
factor that in. What kind of blood test are you going to want to run for them? Is it once a year? You're going to want a stool test and a blood test and a saliva test. What are you going to do? What's your flavor? What, what is your spin, your style? So it maybe consider including that. You could also include maybe an allowance or a budget for nutritional supplements. Maybe not. You may not want to do that. You may want to have those one off, but either way, you just want to factor that in. Think through how does that look for you? If you were going to create a concierge practice, another one to consider is maintenance care. A lot of times patients may work with you and they come in for an acute problem. Maybe it's a, you know, hormone problem or a thyroid problem or pain and you work with them and you get them better. Uh, now what, where do they go? What do you do with them? You need to have a plan. You've got to have either an exit plan, a maintenance plan, a wellness plan, some kind of thing that you can graduate them to that allows them to still retain and stay working with you and not off on their own and do with Dr. Google. That is a match that's never made in heaven. Their match made in heaven, friend, is with you. So you want to have some kind of an exit plan. You could even do that now before you start developing a concierge program. Another one I like to include is some kind of group support or networking. So I have a lot of clients, practitioners that I work with and I coach that include a group, a monthly, uh, like a group or a community support. And they just offer it um, now that we are post pandemic. Most of them are offering it in person once a month and patients come together and there's always some kind of healthy food. They, they a lot of times will feature like a local um, caterer or local vendor, someone that brings in food to highlight. And the vendor is often happy to like donate the food or come in and give it to you at a reduced price for the um, exchange for the advertisement. But you have these like get together. So maybe part of that concierge service is a once a month option to join just a community kind of a group Q and a type thing, or you may pick a topic that you want to talk about. Also community events can be a really big one for the concierge practice, like you organize a hiking trip or something local, or maybe it's a, a community thing where you're picking up trash or you're, you're serving at a local, um, like a charitable event, or maybe you're doing some kind of a physical challenge, you know, or a scavenger hunt, like something fun and physical that you really would enjoy and your patients would really enjoy. And then last but not least, I think it's very, very important that you have someone on your team and they may not need to work for you necessarily, but have some license and MD a DO, a PA, a nurse practitioner, someone that you can work with that's in the, in the medical field on that side that can help you manage these patients. And again, though, this is not inside the insurance model. This is a concierge practice that's outside of insurance. So your arrangement with that practitioner, you can negotiate that how you want, but I really recommend having someone on board that can help you manage those cases where maybe if you don't have script writing ability, you can work with someone who does, and you can then kind of tag team that particular patient. So those are just some ideas. That's like, I always say it's a no limits list. So now it's your turn. I want you to get a piece of paper and I want you to write down your thoughts. Okay. So I want you to write down of the things that I just mentioned, or maybe you have other things you've got like you know, a therapies in your office, you may have, maybe you have a salt room, maybe you have a sound room where you do sound healing. Maybe you have physical therapy, um, options in your office, whatever it is that you do, you've got essential oils, you have an essential oil room, you have diffusers, you have products, whatever it is you write down. What's what things that you think just, if the sky was the limit, I don't want you to put any restrictions on this at all. So if the sky was a limit and you had 
money, time, resources, education, none of that was a factor. And you could create the most perfect cash concierge practice. Okay. What does that look like? You're still working with people one-on-one. You're still able to do all the things that you love, serve the ideal patient that you love to serve, whoever that is, whatever lights you up. You're still able to do all that, but you're doing it for on a concierge basis where you're providing a lot of service and you're giving, it's like rolling out the red carpet for them. And you're kind of just giving them everything in contrast to what they're paying for nothing. We'll say on the other side of the fence on that Western insurance model, where they're paying those high deductibles, high premiums out of pocket co-pays and getting nothing when it comes to wellness in return, but yet the patient really wants to be healthy. So how about we flip that model on its ear and we say, okay, you're going to instead think about getting a high deductible, but a very medical emergency coverage only policy, and then use those resources that you would save over there on the medical side to come over here and really invest in your health. And that's the kind of thing that you want to develop. So now if you make a list of all the things, whatever you could think of that would be in your ideal concierge practice, okay, whatever you can think of, write all that down. And then the last part of this is you're going to write down, how can you do it? Not what, not when, not if the only word you can put is how. So now, for example, you would say, how could I possibly create a comprehensive resource list or directory for my patients? How could I do that? Do you hear how implies that there's an opening and a possibility for a solution? Not can I, that's a yes or no question, but how is not a yes or no question. How is how, how are we going to do this? The answer is Step one, step two, step three. So how can I create a a comprehensive directory or resource? If I were to create a concierge practice focused on enhancing and improving health, how would I do that? Like write down everything that comes to mind. How would you curate a list of approved foods? How would you find a health coach? How could you find one? Not where, but how. How? Could you, how could a group scenario work? How would local events, is there another local organization that you could partner with that you might be able to say, Hey, you know, I want to bring my patients along on your hiking things. How can we partner together? The question the the statement you want to ask is how, how can I do this? How can I find a like-minded healthcare practitioner, an MD, a DO, a nurse practitioner, PA, someone to be able to partner with? How can I do that? Don't ask, can I, but say how, how is the word that allows you to create, how allows you to bring it forth, bring it into fruition, allow it to come out. So once you've thought about that, like how, okay, then we just have to put the rubber to the road. Now we're going to make up an action plan. So the easy ones are the recipes and the directory. Listen, that's so easy. Curate your recipes and hire a VA. Or hire someone from the Philippines to do this just one-off job to get these recipes put together, create a menu and a grocery list. Super easy. Hire a high school student to do it for some extra money. You can do that. That's an easy one. How about creating your resource guide? Same thing. Curate your resources, send it off and have someone else type it up for you. Okay. Two things you've got done. 
you got them done. So now you might say, all right, what else can I do? How can you find a health coach? Well, you can start finding some schools that are health coaching type schools. You can negotiate a contract for like a 1099 to see if they're going to be a good fit. And then if they are, you can bring them on as an employee or part-time. You can create that fee structure for them so that it's, it, you still are able to charge the patients and you're also able to compensate that 1099 uh, health coach or whatever you're doing. Lab tests. How can I create a schedule for the lab tests to offer? What does that look like? How can I do that? And I know this sounds a little overwhelming. I know, but listen, it's so, so doable and it's so worth it. The last thing I will say is before you get all, all up in arms about the whole thing, oh my gosh, they're never going to pay it. They won't do it. They won't see the value. Okay. Listen, Mr. Miss limited thinking. No, no, uh-uh. there's none of that happening around here. I want you to think about the sky as being the limit. You, if, if anyone could do a concierge practice friend, you can do it. You got this. This is not hard. It takes a little time, a little bit of elbow grease, but it has to be the right concierge type practice for you. So if I really should have probably defined this in the beginning, but what is a concierge practice? A concierge practice is cash, really a cash practice offering cash offering. Then you can offer it either monthly or you can do a six months, or you can do annual. I recommend annual. You decide what you're going to include. Okay. What are you going to include? If you're a chiropractor, we'll make this super simple. It might be uh, one, one visit a month or two visits a month. It might be access to recipes, a resource guide, a monthly coaching call, uh, the stretching, the, you've got a lumbar machine that you want to put them on. They can come in and use at any time they want. They have priority um, scheduling preference for that. They get the priority times. Maybe you open up an hour earlier or stay an hour late a couple nights a week. And that's just those for those concierge patients. You could do that. Whatever that looks like for you, you write down all the things. Remember blue sky. No, nothing is a limit. You just pick. So whatever you pick, you want to write all that out. When you get all that written out, then you start penciling out. Okay. What is the cost for two chiropractic adjustments? What's the cost for the resource guide, or what's the value really to them? Like how much time and money and effort are you going to save them? So that's a value to them. They don't have to go do it themselves, but how much is a health coach going to be? If you want to include that, what would be, you know, traction or your lumbar device, whatever it is, you think of all the things you want to add, put in the, what your cost is going to be, and then you add your margin. Okay. And then you're going to mark that thing up and you probably should have about a 200 to 300% markup. Because you want this concierge practice to be for people who are really serious about their health, but you also are going to roll out the red carpet for them. They get priority care with you. They come in maybe once a year for a physical. If you're an MD, once a year for a physical, once a year for a comprehensive, all the labs, everything is included. And then they can come in as they need to for little hiccups and things that they might need antibiotic for, or they may need some direction as far as the supplement goes, or they have a sinus infection and you're going to use a, an herbal option rather than antibiotic, whatever it might be. You can set it up however you want, but I want you to think about this because I'm telling you the healthcare model that we have today, it is falling apart. It is literally crumbling. And we still need these valuable healthcare practitioners in our lives. We need them. If I am in a car accident and I break my leg, I need somebody to fix my leg. 
And I'm probably not going to be able to do that with, uh, you know, ginseng and rhodiola. I, I need somebody to help me put my Humpty Dumpty back together. So there is a time and a place. So we do need Western medicine. We need that conventional um, methodology to help us, you know, be healthy. But when it comes to human health and wellness and optimizing the way that we live our lives, there's no better way to do that than through this to optimize wellness. And one of the best ways to serve your patients is by providing that in a comprehensive package, because then they don't have to one-off you and think, oh, I can't afford to go in this month. The other problem with traditional, and I'm, I'm, I'm done, I'm rambling just a bit to finish up. But the other problem is, is that, you know, in a, in a conventional practice, the focus is always on getting more new patients in the door, right? More new patients. There's a constant marketing because you've got churn, you have attrition, and you naturally have people that get better and you don't have them on a wellness or a maintenance plan. And so off they go into the sunset. Now you got to replace that income. So you're constantly having to replace and replace and replace and replace. What if you got all that cash up front, you paid for it, they're, they're yours for a year, for a year. You don't have to worry about replacing that body for one year. And then if you serve them well for that year and you really roll out the red carpet for them, they're not going anywhere. They'll be there the next year and the next year and the next year. And there's no more of this hustle to try and market and be on social media. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing to do, but you know, the grind, right? The grind is I got to make sure that my GMB is optimized and I have to make sure I'm on social and my website and I got to do a thing and an in-office talk and all the things. All of a sudden that just sort of goes away because you have a limited space for your concierge practice and you're only going to take like 15, maybe 10 or 15 and you create your offer. You build out all the points, you show the pros and cons. Look, this is, if you have a $5,000 deductible and a $20 copay, this is what it's going to cost you every year. If you do the concierge program, this is what it's going to cost you over here on the medical side. This is sickness, disease care. This is optimizing your healthcare. Imagine where your health would be one year from now. If you really got serious and buckled down and worked on your diet and really corrected some of the health issues that have been bothering you. How would that be different a year from now? And everyone would say, it would, I would be dramatically different. And what you offer, friend, is transformational to their health. I wish that every practitioner that I coached or worked with got that. What you and I do completely transforms someone's life. We take them from being sick and unable to function and fatigued and memory messed up and cycles messed up and, you know, pain from arthritis, whatever it is, gut issues. And we give them their life back. That is worth something. And the, one of the best ways to do that is by putting it into a larger kind of a roll out the red carpet concierge type program. And that way you can take the best care possible. You start to attract the people that are really serious about partnering with you about their health. If I, I am on a waiting list right now for a concierge practice, I'm on a waiting list. I can't get into this doctor. I can't even get in. They told me it might be a year and I got about four months to go and I'm fingers crossed. I'm going to get in, but you, you create that type of environment and you're going to have people lining up to work with you lining up. So it's worth putting the time and effort and the thought, the process, the development of it. And it may take you six months to put this together. That's okay. Or you can just keep doing what you're doing 
and stay on the grind and the treadmill of getting those new patients in the door and doing it the same way every time. If you don't like the way your practice is growing, friend, it's time to do something different. And if you're stuck and you're not sure whether this is right for you or not right for you, reach out to me and I'm more than happy to help. All you have to do is go to rondanelson.com forward slash strategy. And you and I will hop on a quick 15 minute call. And I promise you, by the time we're done, I will help you create a, a, some kind of at least one thing that you can do that will move you forward. If you take action, it will move you forward. I'll help you get unstuck, help you figure out if this concierge approach is right for you. If you're not sure, rondanelson.com forward slash strategy. So I think concierge practices are actually going to be the way of the future. I don't think that the model that we're in right now is sustainable. This fee for service model, I don't think it's going to be sustainable forever. I think we are going to move more into a concierge world where people are going to want that wellness care at a higher level. And that's where we get to show up and just, it just roll out the red carpet over deliver and wow them all the way. I know you can do it. So let me know if you have any questions or you're not sure all you got to do rondanelson.com forward slash strategy. And I got you covered friend. All right. Take care. I'll be back next week. See ya.